So, um, I'm back again, and um, I just want to do like a little intro real quick. Um, the topic that I'm thinking of for this full episode, like, I gotta wait until I'm in my car right now, it's another um, car podcast intro episode. And the topic that I want to do is like very near and dear to my heart, like, unbelievable. And it's, it's geared towards it's geared towards humans in general. It doesn't. Have, it, I know this is Black Girl Coffee Shop where we sip coffee and not tea and talk about real, real world problems that affect black the black community, black females, black males, and the whole black experience. But this the topic that I'm thinking of is very near and dear to my heart. But I just want to start an intro with saying it's cold. It's like real cold these days. So like <laughs> it's just real cold. And I'm sitting in my car and I don't even want to get out the car because it's cold. And I got all these bags because I went grocery shopping because I don't like to eat fast food. And if I know if I don't grocery shop, I'll eat fast food. I really try not to, like, you know. Yeah, so I went grocery shopping. And, you know, you try to gather all the groceries at one time trying to get it in the house. Like, that's what I'm about to try to do. And it's going to have to be a one-two thing. Like, I'm sitting in the car and I don't want to get out. It's cold out there. I need somebody to do. I need like a person. <laughs> I need a butler. Like that sounds crazy, but I need somebody to take out my trash when it's cold at night. I need somebody to bring my groceries in the house. So, cause it's freezing. I'm glad my next duty station that I'll be going to in how many days? What I got? I got a month and about. 20 some odd days before I leave. It's warmer. It's a warmer place. The last few places I've been freezing, like Kentucky, Fort Knox was cold. That was my first duty station. The winds up there would just slap you in the face. So disrespectful. Like, it's just so cold. Then um, I got orders cut to go to Carson. I went to Fort Carson, Colorado. And my family was there. So it wasn't like, you know, it was like, you know, you, you get a, you know, you give a little, you get a little. But it's, it was cold as a mug there. And then I decided I want to come to Washington and it's colder than the mug here. We get like 90 days, 90 to 100 days of summer. And then this summer wasn't even that hot. Like, I feel like we got played. They played the heck out of us. And it's just cold. I'm sitting in my car. Like, I'm about to do this in one foul swoop. Just grab all these groceries, even though I might drop something and just walk real fast. Ooh, wee. I'm sure there's other people that do the same thing, especially the winter. And I, I don't want to really complain because as far as the winter is concerned, we get a lot of rain. We haven't got a lot of rain yet, but we normally do. And then we get a little bit of snow, but that's down towards December, a little bit in January, and then it's over by February. It doesn't stay that long. Like Not like um, Colorado. Colorado, that I think Colorado already got a first hint of snow. They already got a lot of snow. But it usually snows in Colorado by um, um, Halloween. So it's just colder than a mug here. So cold. It's like walking out. When you walk outside, it's like walking into a freezer. So disrespectful. So disrespectful. And this, I know this part, everybody's thinking like, what is she talking about? But it all, it's all going to tie into when I go into, this is just the intro. And it's all going to tie in when I go into this episode. I just want to prepare myself. Ugh. Uh, yeah, man. I guess I'm going to try to get all these groceries in there and I'll be back with the rest of this, this episode. 
please stay tuned so you understand what I'm about to say or what the topic is. All right. I'll see y'all in a minute. Okay, we are back. We are back, everybody. So I just wanted to go ahead and touch on this subject real quick. This is not... um, sometimes it's looked at in some in some communities it's it's a black brown problem in some communities it's it's a human problem and in some communities it's just like i said it's just a human problem like it's just us as people and it really it's taking a toll on humanity it's taking a toll on humanity so uh, just to get you guys know what i'm talking about homelessness 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 first of all okay so I was born in um I was born in Colorado and I was raised in San Diego, California. I lived in San Diego, California since I was 3 years old. So um and every time I go back cuz I go back and forth throughout the years throughout the time that I've been in the military, I go back and forth. And when I go back and forth there, I notice that there it, the, the the homelessness is is rising, the prices are rising. Everything is much more expensive than it's ever been in years. You know what I'm saying? And I see homeless people more and more and more. So I started doing a little more, a little more research about what's going on and things like that. So I found this, this piece of information. It says about 78% of unsheltered people say they have become homeless in San Diego. The, un, the unsheltered popu, population includes 446 veterans or 10% of, or 10% of that population. And nearly half of those are chronically homeless. It, it it's mind boggling to me like people from the, the, the times that I've lived there and um, we have never had this much homelessness. But as I look and see how because I'm the type of person where I look at the housing market in different places, I've looked at the housing market. I would I looked at the housing market in Arizona. I've looked at the housing market in Arizona. I looked at the housing market in Texas because I plan on purchasing myself a home and I like to just look around surrounding areas. So I've looked at the housing in Texas, Arizona, um, different parts of California, um, of course, Washington, because that's where I'm located right now. Um, And then, you know, just in San Diego, just to see how much that the housing is going for. And my mom's like, oh, you you didn't think about buying a house in San Diego? And I've looked at it. The houses are so ridiculously expensive. The, the, The apartment buildings and like. Thank goodness my my mom lives there. She lives in a rent controlled um duplex. So but right now the housing, the, the apartments, everything is skyrocketing. You need at least two jobs and roommates in order to survive in, in San Diego. San Diego has somewhat morphed into LA because you had I under throughout the years you can understand that there was a housing um a price difference from San Diego to Los Angeles. And we're only like two hours away from each other, but because when demand goes up, the demand to live in L.A. is higher than demand to live in San, to live in San Diego. But when demand goes up, the price goes up. We all took economics in high school, college, you know what I'm saying? So we all understand how economics works. And um, but at the same time, there were people that were living there. We were able to survive. We had been like I said, I've been there since I was three. And of course, things are going to go up. Prices are going to go up. But the amount of rent has skyrocketed. And from what I understand, I'll get more clarification. But last I heard, the minimum wage in San Diego was $11. $11.25. I'm going to make sure I clarify myself once I get to the point. 
But when you have everything else, when you have apartments, one bedroom apartments going for 1200, you have one bedroom apartments going for 1300. And then it might get higher than that if you don't want rats and roaches. You know what I'm saying? So it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. And then the housing market. Hold on. I'm gonna make sure I pull up. I'm make sure I pull up uh, facts because I don't want to be guessing on anything. But this is the first time I've seen where things have become unlivable. It has become unlivable. It's become unbearable. And I'm, I don't know if it's going to, if it's gentrification where they want to, if you don't, you're not the elite, then you don't deserve to live here. And people are getting pushed out and becoming homeless. Um, we have the opi- opioid crisis that's going on where people are becoming more addicted to opioids. And it, uh, they're losing their homes, they're losing their pensions, they're losing everything. Some people, you get you get a DUI or you get caught on drugs or something like that, and you're a nurse or you're, I don't know, security guard or something like that, you could lose the way that you eat due to an opioid crisis. And there, there, I've seen cases where a cop, a cop, he got hurt in the line of duty, he hurt his back, they prescribed him some type of opioid, and he got hooked on opioids. He lost everything. So I'm not saying uh, we, I'm just saying it's 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 like this ripple effect of craziness. I'm gonna get to these um these stats, but I also want to talk about talking about San Diego and Los Angeles because I want to speak about what I know. And I've been to Los Angeles and I've lived in San Diego basically my whole life. And in the, the time that I've been in the military, I've gone back and forth, back and forth at least a couple times a year. So I see what's going on. I know what the price of things things are high. Gas is $5 a gallon. If you can find something for 4.83, you're going to have lines around the the freaking um gas station for people trying to get um gas. It's just ridiculous. And this is something that is near and dear to my heart because you have people out here um struggling people out here are struggling to feed their, their children and we're we're just living in we're living in these, these this type of dark ages and last night i had watched a documentary where they had um dr drew on there and he was talking about the state of los angeles mostly the state of los angeles but it also included san diego and like it's just crazy to me it just blows my mind um I just uh, we're living in a, in, a, in, a, in a, and people see like people think like, OK, well, if you can't afford. So me personally, I just want to say before this, this skyrocketing. So I was never going to move back to San Diego. I was going to go visit San Diego, but I had never thought that I was going to move back to San Diego. I had spent all my life, the majority of my life in San Diego, and I didn't see myself buying a house and putting down roots in San Diego. San Diego is a great place, but me being in the military and get, and receiving a VA loan, I didn't. I wanted to get more bang for my buck. Of course, I could get a house in San Diego, but it's going to be a three bedroom, two bath, standard living house. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to cost me what four hundred thousand dollars, and that's for basic. It might not even have toilets. It might not have a refrigerator. It might not have anything. Like you might have to buy everything. You might just be getting four, three wall, three bedrooms, a kitchen. You're getting the very basic for $400,000 in San Diego. I'm going to tell you that right now. And so I, that's why I thought I'm, I'm never going to go back there. I'm, there um, there's Arizona. There's Texas. Um, those are like my, my two top situations because um, or Colorado. Colorado is like number one because I was thinking about going back to Colorado. But Colorado market has risen 
also based because um, they were one of the first people to the first states to legalize marijuana. So as soon as they legalize marijuana and I pay I pay attention to stats, especially when it comes to housing. As soon as they um, legalized marijuana, one of the first states was Colorado. Um, the housing went up because I used to li- I used to live in Colorado for like a, I lived there for a year. Me and my cousin shared an apartment and. Um, the same place that we used to live is way too high now. But anyway, I just, it's just craziness. It's just craziness. So you have people out here really struggling. And it, and I know some people are going to be like, well, why don't you just, why don't you just move out of San Diego? Why don't you just do this? Why don't you do that? It's like, you're basically this whole, gen- it's almost gentrification. It is because you're raising people. There's no laws that saying people can't raise the rent. Rents are going up and up and up and up. So if you don't have an, a certain amount of roommates or you don't have rent controlled, some type of rent controlled um, apartment, but there's no, there's no laws or anything that says that the rent needs to bxyz or only go can only go up to a certain percentage at a time there are some in other places but i'm not tracking any in san diego and the los angeles area so people it's like pure greed we're living in we're living in a time of greed so i just like a lot of people are is uh, in, in san diego you have a lot of people Unless you, your family already has money or you're there on some type of scholarship to go to SDSU or of some sort, like, it's it's a struggle game. It's a struggle game. So I just want to get to these stats real quick. So this right here, this right here is the standard looking home. It's a basic, basic model home. And it is going for $829,000. You're going to get a four bedroom, three bath. That is in San Diego. This one right here is... um. Six hundred six hundred and fifty thousand. You're getting three bedrooms. Six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Six hundred and fifty thousand dollars for three bedroom, two bath. And it's all about location. I'm not gonna don't get me wrong. A lot of people want to live in San Diego. A lot of people want to live in L.A. So people are trying to make basically trying to make back what they lost for the house or whatever. Um, I get it. These are houses right here. So let me let me just let me look at something real quick. It. it, it I just can't, I can't deal. Uh, It just, it's crazy to me. And like I said, I would never, I'm never moving back to San Diego. I'm never going to, like I plan on buying me a house in the coming month, in the coming year. I'm never going to move back to San Diego. It's just not my thing. I can't do it. (laughs) So right, right here, right here. Okay. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. And then on on top of that, okay, you might have location because everybody knows in San Diego, wherever close you, however close you live to the to the, to the beach, it's gonna cost you more. Beach houses cost more. Um, but these apartments right here, this is a one bedroom, and this is twelve hundred dollars. How I don't even understand. And you're gonna get this is in North Park. I know exactly where North Park is. I know exactly where North Park and it ain't worth no $1,200 for no one bedroom. You're not getting amazing sites. You're not getting amazing anything. It's North Park. Like. 
I can't even deal. So like I said, we got the the, opi the opioid crisis and everything that's going on, everything the I, I don't even know where to start. Like I got like diarrhea of the mouth because it's just it, it, it's so many components. Like people are homeless. Like the homelessness and then I I was um watching a documentary with Dr. Drew and Dr. Drew was basically saying Dr. Drew was basically saying, you have so many homeless people. I'm going to go back to L.A. You have so many homeless people in L.A. that are living on Skid Row. Skid Row underneath bridges and all that type of jazz. So you have fleas, right? You have fleas on mice, on rats that are biting people that is causing diseases that we haven't even brought up in decades. You know what I'm saying? He said, this is going to be the comeback of the bubonic plague. If anybody doesn't understand how the bubonic plague, it's from a flea that bites the rat and the rat are biting rats are biting people that are living in tents and living in under bridges and people are like well they're just they're just crackheads they're just alcoholics they're just this it's spreading disease there's we, sh we are in america one of the most advanced places to live and people shouldn't be worried about the bubonic plague homeless people like People aren't getting proper hygiene. This is just, it, it, it's spreading. It was one, um, he was a preacher. It was a, a pastor. And he was going out there giving people food and water. And he got a staph infection. He got a staph infection and it caused him to lose his leg. He lost his leg because of so much disease out there. He was trying to help them and feed them. Like, I can't even deal. Like, I can't even, it's just, it's way too much. And then... I feel like there's prejudice when it comes to homeless people. Okay, there's some people that are on drugs. There's some people, they might be strung out on the opioid crisis. Did we ever think about that? So if you have that going on, but some people are so judgmental. Oh, they're homeless, they're homeless. Oh, they're, they're criminals. Oh, and then, I can't remember what state it was. But there's a state that if a homeless person is digging in the trash looking for food, that is considered, I can't remember, I think it's Virginia. I know I'm way off because I went straight east, east coast. But just... It, something that I, I heard if a homeless person is looking in the trash for food and they pick anything out of the trash they can go to jail for stealing because home because trash cans on the street are considered government property so you're stealing from government property like it just blows my mind and then like i feel like i'm a humanitarian at heart i'm thinking of ways i'm trying to accumulate how i can get do something like how my myself can do something you know what I'm saying? Like last year at my job, we did a, a clothing drive. We got hygiene products. I put it together. Hygiene products, um, coats and clothes and basically anything that anybody wanted to give me so we could turn it into the Tacoma Rescue Mission so people could have soap and people could have jackets. And like I was saying in the intro, this, it, I hate being cold. I hate being cold. And it... San Diego doesn't get that cold, but you have other places like New York. And I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm going to talk about New York in a minute. But people are cold. People are hungry. People are dirty. The bubonic plague. People are out on the streets getting bit by rodents. Like I can't, I can't even deal. And then everybody's just sitting around. Worried about something that doesn't even matter. Like what about the homeless people? Like gosh there's so many different avenues there's so many things that i want to speak about it's just ridiculous to me and i'm like kind of heated right now but i want to make sure that i articulate myself properly um 
Okay, so let me correct myself. It says right here that the minimum wage right now in San Diego is $12, so I wasn't that far off. And that was of January 1st, 2019. I know back in the day when I was in, when I was working at, I was working two jobs. I worked at as a hospitality aide at a, as an, at a nursing home. I probably spent at least 15 hours out of my home a day so I could survive. And I, it wasn't even that bad. I left for the military in 2012. So I've always had a job. I've had a job since I was 17. So, like, I remember my first, very, my very first job, I worked at a supermarket. I was uh, bagging groceries and pushing carts. And um, the minimum wage was seven fifty, dollars And that was in San Diego. And uh, I think the highest, highest I ever made at, as far as minimum wage, I saw a minimum wage go, was eight fifty. So, right now, it's 12 And people think, oh, that's so great. It's $12. And that is great. That is great. But when you make $12... And then people skyrocket the rent up super high. You, you're not. It's not. It doesn't make. It doesn't. Doesn't make sense. Okay. So it's like it's a catch twenty two. It's like you're in a rock and a hard place because yeah, I'm making more money, but my damn rent just went up a hundred dollars. Just went up two hundred dollars. So like it's 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 a cold game. It's a cold game. It is a cold game. So, yeah, minimum wage went up. I'm happy for everybody in San Diego that the minimum wage went up to $12. I've never seen anything like that. $12 was a big thing when I'm back in the day. You know what I'm saying? But homeless people, man, I just, I just, it's some type of crisis. And it's a crisis, and I feel like it's not being addressed that I don't, like... And, and it, people are going to be like, wow, she's talking about homelessness. Why is she talking about homelessness? There's 444 vets that are on the streets of San Diego. So, like, first of all, anybody can become homeless. Anybody can become homeless. Get sick. Get sick and then you don't have, um, you don't get time off from your job. You only get a month. And then you got to tap into your savings. Like, there was a story of a man, he was telling that, he was an accountant. He was an accountant. He got sick. He had heart problems. He he had um, got laid off his job because he didn't have that much time off. And then he was trying to recover, but then he had to tap into his he had to tap into his um, savings. And then one thing led to another, and he just started losing, 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 losing. One foul swoop, anybody can get it. And that's why it touches me when I talk about homelessness. And there there was many times growing up where we were we could have been. One paycheck, two paychecks away, and, and we would have been homeless. And that, as a as a child, as an early age, I knew that. My mom was a hustler, straight hustle. I seen my mom work all types of jobs. She works at she worked at she worked at Kmart. She worked at Church's Chicken. She worked at Burger King. She and she did all those jobs that most people would have never done. She's and she um, got herself to become HR. Hospitality. So she worked her way up to to do the things that she wanted to do, but she was never too good for any job. But we were we were always, you know what I'm saying? I've always knew as a child that at any point in time we could end up homeless. I knew at a point uh, as a child that there was a time where you know what's in that refrigerator, you want to make it work, and that I feel like I became very creative when it comes to cooking because every day is not a McDonald's day. Every day is not going to be. Taco Tuesday. Sometimes you're going to be eating them top ramens. But what I'm saying is I can feel so much for people that do fall. Because we could have fell from grace. We could have fell from and been homeless. We could have. 
And that's, I feel like, and, and sometimes in the world, we lack compassion because you see somebody who's homeless and they're like, oh, that's a bum, that's a crackhead, he's this, he's that. You don't know his story. I don't know anybody, even if you're on drugs because you're not in your right mind. The, the, the drugs have taken over your mind. You're not in your right mind. So why would, man, just let me live outside. I want to be so cold. I want to be so hot. I want to have to figure out where I'm going to shower every day. I want to have to figure out where I'm going to get water. I'm going to have to figure out where I'm going to get meals. And then they might just be crackheads. And they, but in, in your heart of hearts, once you come off your high or whatever, as being somebody who under, under the influence, you're still hungry. You still, even if you're not hungry, you want some water. It's miserable. Even if you're on drugs, I'm sure being out there is miserable. And, and I've seen a lot of, there was a lot of homeless in Colorado when I lived in Colorado. It is cold. It's cold. Like, it's just really cold. So... I don't know. I feel like sometimes we lack compassion as human beings. And I know that I don't know what, what it's going to come, but I feel like it's coming in my soul on I'm going to come up with something. And and then people, people, I feel like people are blessed with a lot of things. People are blessed with a lot of things. And we, they, the, 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 everybody goes to church and they, they pray and they, you know what I'm saying? But what about doing good works? I know in the Bible it says do good works. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, in one foul swoop, everything that you love, everything you, you know what I'm saying, hold close to your heart could be gone. So, I don't know. I, I feel like we have, we lack compassion in this world. I'm going to keep saying that because it's the truth. It, it just irritates me. Um, I don't know. We just, uh, as, as a people, and being cold outside, just I, that, it, it drives me nuts. And I want to, I want to shift I want to shift gears, but I want to shift over to the East Coast. So during the time that I was watching this documentary, I was made aware it's called it's this thing called cluster shelters of some sort. So what happens is um, if you're homeless, you know, you go to the welfare office or some sort of some sort and you say that I'm homeless and then try to get you a place to live. Or if you're in a homeless shelter, they try to get you to a place to live. Um so what happens is you end up getting, I guess you could call it a stipend or something. Like you end up getting like a voucher for an apartment. Apartment, the apartment may not be that great. So basically someone who was homeless, the government's going to pay for your apartment for you to live instead of being out on the streets. And it's freezing in in New York. I can and imagine, I've never been to New York, but so basically come to find out in this documentary, the apart, there was other people living in these apartment buildings that are, you know, um, people that pay rent and they're paying $900 for the apartment for the exact same apartment. They're paying about $900. And then the person that is homeless living in the apartment, the, um, the landlords or people that own that apartment are receiving $2,700 from the government. And I'm not a mathematician, but, or, uh, you have the tenants who are not home that weren't homeless paying 900 you have the people that were homeless and are receiving a stipend that are paying the landlords 2700 dollars for that's coming from the government from tax dollars so i'm just confused on how that works and then in the documentary the 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 woman the man is asking the woman we don't understand how this is broken down can you explain to us how it's broken down she's like oh there's a lot of other fees there's a lot of other costs blah 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 and then when he proceeds to push her she gets upset and doesn't want to answer any more questions 
And then they go and do, um, they go into the woman's apartment who's homeless and who, where the landlord is receiving that $2,700. And the apartment looks very, it's not, it doesn't look like it's worth $2,700, almost $3,000. It doesn't look like it has a lot of, it needs a lot of uh, improvements. So it's just like, you have these landlords that are making money, more money, more money off of getting homeless people into their apartment buildings. And that money comes from the government, which comes from our tax dollars. And it's just like a whole bunch of greed is what it seems like to me. If anybody else knows any more information about that, go ahead and contact me. This is what I know so far, but it just sounds like a whole bunch of greed. So, yeah. But like I was saying, um, growing up in San Diego, as soon as I would turn 17, I was working. As soon as I I graduated and I was 17, I had a job at 17. I'm 32 now. I've been working ever since I was 17. I've always had a job. So it's just like, and I had to work two jobs at one point because the the first job I had wasn't giving me enough hours. So I worked two jobs and I, I didn't, I couldn't even afford to have a car. You know what I'm saying? I could barely afford to have a cell phone. So I would get up early, early, early in the morning, get to one job, work that job, have my uniform in my backpack. Once I get done with that job, change my uniform and go to another job and do it every single day. And just so I can maintain life. And I didn't have a car, so I was on a bus. I had to make sure my bus schedule was down packed. And there's a lot of people living that type of life. There's a lot of people going through stuff like that. You know what I mean? And then how is it like you're doing all that? And you can barely break even. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, well, I had this guy at work, this guy at work. We had this conversation. I know I always talk about work, but we're going to go ahead and talk about work. This man says to me that everybody is afforded the same opportunities. That is not the truth. That is not the truth. So there are certain uh, there are certain uh Things that are already put forth before you even, before some kids are even actually born. Some people are born and they're born straight into foster care. They don't even know who they belong to. They don't have any parents. They have nobody in the world. Some people, and this is, you're a baby. So we can't be afforded the same opportunities. Some people are born and they have two parents that are together and they both are, one of them is a college graduate. Or people are born and their parents are still together and they're both college graduates. Do you know how much those those decisions that those people made when to have you when you were conceived impact the rest of your life and put you either behind the curve or in front of the game? Understand me when I say this. So for anybody who's saying that everybody was afforded the same opportunities, that is a lie. If your your mom was raped and then your mom decided to have you and she's 16 or she's 19. She had to drop out of college. She has no college education now. So that is something that you were already born into. Of course, you can be you can go to Yale, you can go to Harvard, but you're going to have to run that race. And you're starting way back there when the other person basically has a whole head start and was it was born into a head start, was born into a head start. But this other person has to play catch up. They're running, 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 running just to break even. 
So that's ridiculous. Like he said that to me, and I was like, "Are you serious?" I said, "In some 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 school districts, some school districts, they don't even teach the same thing. They don't even have proper books." I went to a school where we didn't have proper books. There was a school that I went to that we did not have proper books. The high school that the high school that I went to and I graduated from just started getting funding when my little sister graduated. I went back to the high school to see where she graduated from to, for her graduation. And the school looked nothing like I remember. They now they have programs. Back in the day, they didn't even have there was no scouts coming to our school. They didn't care if you was missing. They didn't care. It was like you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just very, it is what it is. Either you graduate or you don't graduate. Nobody cared. There was really no guidance counselors. It was just like, whatever. But the school that she graduated from, they had college classes already ready for you. If you want to go into medical, they had, you want to be an engineer, you want to be IT, you want to be whatever it is. They already had classes set up for you to start gearing towards your major in this, this school. They just started getting funded. They just started giving classes on finance that a lot of people don't not that a lot of people do not get, and a lot of people even into their uh, late thirties and forties need finance class. I'm so for finance class. You need to understand your finances. You need to understand your money. You need to understand your credit. And people can have a hundred thousand dollars, but if you got bra- you got you have a hundred thousand dollars, but if you have bad credit, you're losing. Just to let you know. So you might want to take that hundred thousand dollars and pay off your debt. So then maybe you might be back in the game. Just saying. But that that's just how I feel. Like it, it, when I went back, it was a totally different school. The school, and, and I'm happy that those 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 kids are now, you know, I'm saying, getting better, doing better, and everything like that. They have, you know, even the military's coming to their school now. Military didn't come to my school. Maybe I would have joined sooner. You know what I'm saying? Or you know, like, and it's a lot. And oh. so. I didn't join the military until I was 24. And then this is when he, he says to me that everybody's born with the same opportunities and it's not the truth. So my mom, during that time when I was like 20, 23, 20, 22, 23, right? I was trying to, no, I tried before a couple times. I was like dropping in and out of community college. But at the same time, when my mom makes just enough to what we see, just enough money to make, break even because she didn't always work, she didn't always work at Church's Chicken or Kmart stuff like that once she got herself together she's working HR she was receiving bonuses she was doing very well for herself she's doing well very well for herself so that money her her um her w-2s were basically the fact that she made more money hindered me from getting education if that makes sense so because at that time I was still considered under under my mother so she made supposedly too much money but we're living in San Diego and she has four children so yeah, I mean, at that time, my older sister was um, dumb school, whatever. I was dumb school. But at the same time, you in San Diego, until you reach 24, you were still underneath your parents in order to try to get an education or whatever. They don't give you faster like that. You have to be considered very, very poor. So um, I was trying to go to school at the same time. I was trying to go to school and go to work. And then I couldn't I would have my friends who um, people that I knew where they would doctor up their um, FAFSA or they would only include one W-2 or their mom was, you know, a crackhead or whatever situation may be. And they would get uh, bus passes. They would get free vouchers for books. They would get their classes paid for. They would get everything paid for. But mine's wasn't. 
and I'm and we're in a single parent household and they said that mom my mom made too much money it hindered me from actually going to school and that is why I, was, I said you know what screw it I need to go make sure my my thing is secure so that's when I joined the military so that way I can receive school money I was supposed to get out after three years but I'm still here after seven so yeah but it, it it's almost like that in that instance it was almost like a backward source so had I been if I was if we were poorer then maybe I would have got some school money. So if you're dirt poor, you can get school money and be poor. But if you're doing a little something, then you don't get education. My mom didn't have money for me, extra money for me. There was still rent. There was still um, car notes. Like it's, 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 That was like a, a double-edged sword. It irritated the crap out of me, like by far. But we are not all afforded the same opportunities. And I hate when people say that. And it's usually somebody who is on the the spectrum of yeah on the you know what i'm saying the the good end of the spectrum of course they're saying that oh we're all afforded the same opportunities we're definitely not definitely not so and I, like i said anybody can end up being homeless anybody can end up uh and then it just irritates me, especially when people have stigma about homeless people. And, you know, there are some people that there's some people out there that have mental disabilities that end up being homeless. They have mental health issues. They're not getting their medication. Either they can't get their medication. They, they might be schizophrenic. They might be bipolar. They might be something. And they're just living on the streets and living in their own head. But at the end of the day, they need food to eat. They need. So I, I think anybody who's listened to this, I challenge you to do good works, whatever it is, go into your. And I, this is what I plan on doing. Go into your closet and look at all the stuff that you have. Look at all the stuff that you don't wear anymore. Put it in a bag and take it somewhere. Take it to take it to um, Tacoma. Well, I can't unless you live in Tacoma. You can't. But take it to a rescue mission. Take it to a homeless shelter. So if somebody can use it, it's just sitting in your closet. It might be two seasons ago. So now you don't want it. And just freaking give it away. A sweater. You know what I'm saying? A freaking you know some basketball shorts that would mean the world to somebody who's less fortunate or you know you know any type of thing a sweater pants jeans shirts just give it away and don't give it to the goodwill they're gonna sell it homeless people don't have money some homeless people have money some people some homeless people live in their car because they can't afford rent but they have enough money to pay for their lease for their car I've also seen that too, but just give it away. It's not even a big deal. Do you need it? You need to sell it to Goodwill or whatever. Plato's closet. Like, just give it away. It's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah, I feel like this homelessness is really near and dear to my heart because I remember there was times where um, I was going through my transition of like becoming an adult and trying to take care of myself. My mom's not my mom was it was not her job to take care of me. It was not her job to feed me. I lived under her roof, but and I'm trying to go to school and I trying to get jobs and I was out here trying to hustle up, trying to get my my grind hustle on. And there would be times where I would collect cans. I was collecting let me tell you. Let me tell you. And that's probably why I'm as frugal as I am today. There was times where I was trying to get my grind hustle on and in in between jobs where I would have to collect cans. Most I ever got was $12. Take that $12, get on the bus to get to a job interview. Grand hustle. So when I do things or when I buy things, I'm looking for my deals. I'm looking for 
how I can get more bang for my buck because I know what it's like to hustle. I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like to stand in a line waiting on a freaking job fair on a job that you may or may not get. And I think some some people, be, they get they get a little bit of money or they get a little status and they become so detached of what could happen to them. So understand me, if you're a nurse or you're a doctor or you're a dentist or you're anything that requires you to be um, licensed by the state, one DUI and you're done. You know what I'm saying? They can re- they can take your license. They can revoke your, revoke your license, nurse, a doctor, one malpractice, and you're done. So let's not get so high and mighty like we're better than or we get so detached from the world and, oh, I can't help these homeless people and get away from my car and da-da-da-da-da. There are some panhandlers out there. There are people out there hustling up to get drugs. There are people. And if you don't want to give people money, that is fine. You do not have to give people the green out of your pocket. But if you, like I said, go into your closet, find that sweater, find those pants you can't fit no more, don't like no more, is out of season, and donate it to somewhere. You got a pantry full of canned goods that you don't ever eat. Your kids don't ever eat. You guys just eat out. You guys just eat corn dogs or whatever. Donate the food. So, I don't know. It's like, like I said, this is this is a situation that's very near and dear to my heart. And I wouldn't want anybody to be outside cold. Because it's cold as heck right now in Washington. I mean, I'm, I, I, like I said, I could be worse. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, it's not like I'm in Alaska or freaking New York or, you know, places like that. But it's cold right now. It's very chilly. And it's just not what I, yeah. And this, this right here is on some, on, in some places it can be, it can be considered, it, it can be considered a race problem. Because you do have a lot of black and brown people that are being um, put out of their places and, this whole gentrification is going on where if you can raise the rent and you can get people to move if you this it is almost strategic so if you can raise the rent we can get landlords to raise the rent and people have to move to places where they can afford so it's almost like we're gonna push these people in this way we're gonna push these people back that way and then we're gonna have where we need to be where we have the upper upper class here and then we're gonna put keep pushing them this way keep pushing them that way because they don't they can't afford to live here you know what i'm saying like that's that's not okay. Like that's ridiculous. And there definitely needs some be some type of laws on rent control and you know what I'm saying and how people are just doing things. But it's all about money. We live in a world of greed. We live in a world of greed. So I'm just hoping that one day we can do better. And and just find find something that you can do to help somebody. Cuz you never you never know when you might need some help. You never know. We have veterans out here that, you know, they have, they come back from war. They got PTSD. Their wife leaves them, takes the, takes the kids. They can't work. Some people have so, sometimes people, their PTSD is so bad that they don't, they can't even focus. They can't even work. They can't, you know, provide for themselves. It's that bad. And I used to be one of those people that was a critic too and be like, how can you not work? How can you not work? What's wrong with you? It was just war. I used to be just like that. You know, like sit a high and mighty and have your opinion and and just put your nose in the air and just take some time and research some stuff. Take some time to really sit down and talk to somebody. Take some time to just if you even if you don't understand it, don't judge it. So.
it can anything anything can happen to anybody at any time. So yeah. We just like as a people have to get it on together. But the yeah, the price the prices in, in LA and San Diego are really high. This is just really high. And it's the process of moving people, but they're not, they're, they're, they're trying to move people out, I guess the whole gentrification. And then they're just going to, but at the same time, it's like, they're not going anywhere. Like LA is, it's full of homeless people. People are popping up tents and putting tents wherever they need to, um, and living. People are living in tents. We are living in tents. We are, I was also in this documentary, right? Also in this documentary, so before I joined the military, I did, like my family, we barely went to the dentist. We barely went to the doctor. We would go to the dentist twice a year. You get your glasses, you get a, a pair a year or whatever. Like, and, but you have people out here that don't have any insurance. Like you can't afford to go to the hospital. And between the time of me from, so I was on my mom's insurance from night, uh, my, the cutoff was 19. So from 19 to 24, when I joined the military, I didn't have insurance. I would just take vitamin C and eat oranges and just hope for the best. So like not having insurance or having to go to get public assistance insurance. If you really needed to go to the hospital, like medical insurance, not being able to take care of yourself, not being able to go to the doctor and be like, what is wrong with me? Like it's, 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 it's all a money game at the end of the day. It's a money game. It's a money game, and it's it's it. I feel like it's gonna cost America in in a big way. You got Dr. Drew over here talking about the bubonic plague. I can't even. I can't even deal with the fact that that's even being brought up. People are getting staph infections, like, because of poor hygiene, because of living with rodents, and it's being passed on to people. You know what I'm saying? If somebody on Skid Row it's catches some type of disease, and then. People, people that are homeless people, that doesn't mean that they necessarily do not work. They might work, but they just don't make enough money to pay their rent. So if I have some type of disease and I go to work and I spread it to everybody at the grocery store that I work at, it's like, you know what I mean? We're causing, America's causing a lot of problems. We're like, it's, it's already problems coming in the future if we don't fix this homeless problem which should tag along with the, 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 the rent problems and the opioid problems. There's a lot of problems that are causing this homelessness. We've got no rent control. People are strung out on opioids. Uh, people aren't getting mental, mental health. Like, they're not getting looked at as far as mental health. People out here are schizophrenic, bipolar, especially when you're schizophrenic. I'm not schizophrenic, but I've watched documentaries on schizophrenia. and You're disassociated. You're all over the place. From what I gather from, you know, I'm saying the things that I've read and the things that I've watched, you're all over the place. So and even somebody who's bipolar, you have mania. So that means you're like super uh, hyper and manic. And then you go down to the lowest low and then people might be like, oh, it's a crazy homeless person. But they're just bipolar and they don't have any medicine. They don't have any family to help them get medicine. Maybe their family doesn't talk to them anymore because of whatever they're bipolar. They're not taking their medicine. But I'm saying is people, we just not, we, we can't be this type of country. We can't be one of the, the, the most powerful countries. And then we have people walking around here, schizophrenic, homeless, uh, without proper health care to combat the homelessness. And then people are giving out these opioids. 
Like, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a clusterfuck of problems. It's homelessness. I can't. It, that's something that's like, like I said, it's very near and dear to my heart because anybody can end up homeless. And I hate when I see people. It, I, I said hate. But I really, really dislike when I see, when I hear people talking about, mm, this is dirty homeless man, or this is dirty, they're homeless, and da 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 da. People have their nose in the air. Anybody can get it. Your luck could turn bad in a minute. I cannot stand when people act like it can't be you, because it could be you. So, yes. I don't know, like, maybe, I don't know. I, I do feel like something is brewing inside me that I want to um, start something to help the homeless. I'm not exactly sure. I'm waiting on an answer from the Lord because that is like a passion of mine. I have a lot of things that I want to do, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, that is like the one of the things at the top of my list is giving back to people, to helping people. Help. We all need a little bit of help sometimes. We all need a little bit of help. And we spend a lot of time, we spend a lot of time, we spend a lot of money making sure that we look good. We got the, the perfect hairdo, the perfect front lace, and the, the lashes are done, and we are slave for the gods, you know? But it's, 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 I think there's just more to life than that. There's just more to life. There's just more to life. And when I when I when I'm the type of person when I decide to help somebody or when I decide that I want to go out and do good works or whatever because that's what we're supposed to do. So you know all the Christians out there, and it, it says in the Bible, do good works. Um, it, there should be nothing. There should be nothing that you need in return. You know what I'm saying? And I cannot. One thing I cannot stand is when somebody does something for somebody or does something for an organization, and they want to get all this praise and they want to get all this. These, these claps and a round of applause and then what did you do it for you did it to get a round of applause you did it and doing it for um snapchat and got put on snapchat look at me out here helping the homeless like ill that's all i have to say that's so gross so gross I just want you to know if you want to spread the word and say come on down and let's help us feed the homeless let's bring coats let's bring um personal hygiene and then think about it, like the, just the thought of a female being homeless and not having feminine products. And yeah, people are going to be like, well, that's her problem. She should be getting, should, who gives a freak whose fault it is? If you can help her, just help her. So I'm going to go ahead and end this segment here. Um, I know it kind of came out like diary of the mouth all at once, but it's just like something that is just. And in some cases, like I said, it's a black-white problem. It's a green problem, money problem. It's uh, class, classes. Um, people are, you know, people just feel some type of way. Um, and at, at the end of the day, I feel like it's just a human problem. I don't know. It doesn't. If you got to have a heart of stone to just see somebody who's homeless. You get to just see somebody who need, needs help and you just stand by and do nothing. And it doesn't matter what color they are. So, like I said, on this on this podcast, I talk about things that are near and dear to my heart, and this is some one of them. 
and I want to figure out ways and I'll keep you guys posted on how I figure out what my next step is as far as this goes. Um, soon I'll be leaving Washington, headed to my next duty station, and I do plan on putting something in the works to help people. It's, it's, it's not hard. It's really not hard. And there's a lot of people that have a lot of junk that they don't use. And it's not even junk. Another man's trash is another man's treasure. You know what I'm saying? And even like growing up, my mom, we, she, we used to go to the Goodwill. Or we used to go to the thrift store. You know, things are cheaper there. You know what I'm saying? You might get a jacket for $2 or whatever. But when I did get the jacket, it didn't, we washed it. It didn't matter that it was somebody else's jacket. It was my jacket now. I'm warm now. And I went to school and nobody was none the wiser of what type of jacket I had or where it came from. And like I said, I'm not trying to, we're not trying to donate to the Goodwill. That's not what we're trying to do because homeless people, like, most of them don't have money. They don't have money to spare to buy clothes. You can just donate it. Just donate it. You're not making any money off of it sitting in your closet. So why do you need to make money off of it to give it away? It's okay. You're not even wearing it. So just give it to somebody else to wear. You're not wearing it in general. Just give it away. And then you just have less things to carry around. I know I'm getting ready to move, so I'm going to go ahead and throw some of this stuff away. But I want to go ahead and wrap this up because I'm rambling a little bit. But think about this segment. Embody this settlement. This the segment to settlement. It, like understand it, feel it, and just figure out ways that you can do good works. Even if you're at work and you there's like you know you can do a canned good drive and you donate canned goods. Even though I don't like canned goods because they have a lot of sodium. But you know what I'm saying. There's canned goods or people can donate toothbrushes. There's nothing wrong with donate. Donate a whole bunch of unused toothbrushes and give it to a shelter. People need to brush their teeth too. So like, yeah, just find out ways that you can do good works. That's, it doesn't cost you anything. You can just spread the word and see if people bring stuff in. Whether it's your workplace, um, you know, church, temple, wherever you worship, whatever you do, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to go ahead and close it out here. This is Black Girl Coffee Shop, where we sip coffee and not tea. Um, peace.